the beauty of the gym is that in so many parts of our lives, we can put in 100% effort. And unfortunately, we're not always guaranteed 100% result, except when it comes to fitness. You know, generally, if you train hard and you train in an intelligent way, you're going to get that 100% result. And that was such a powerful thing for me. I thought, well, how can't this apply to kids who are struggling, who don't feel like they can get ahead? You know, what if we just introduced this concept of the gym and they use that as a tool to prove to themselves that they can do stuff? That's the heart of Benchmark. Will Kiefer is the founder and executive director of Benchmark Program, a fitness-based mentoring program for underserved youth in Lancaster County. The gym is a fitness haven for the teens, providing training programs in boxing and weightlifting. But the heart of Benchmark is the long-term mentoring relationships that help them set goals and transform their futures. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Gifts That Give Hope podcast, celebrating the people and organizations who are true gifts to our community. I'm your host, Jen Nepper, and since 2008, I've worked with a team of local volunteers to help organize the annual Gifts That Give Hope gift fair in Lancaster. Gifts That Give Hope is a unique holiday shopping experience that brings together local small businesses and organizations that provide underserved people employment opportunities to learn new skills, and a sense of community. On today's show, I'm talking with Will Kiefer, Executive Director of Benchmark Program. Will started Benchmark to provide opportunities and a support network to underserved and at-risk students in Lancaster through a program that combines fitness training with mentoring. Today, Benchmark provides not only fitness training and the flagship mentorship program, but career development, academic coaching, and a year-long 500-plus-hour leadership development program. Today, we are here with Will, and he is the director of Benchmark program here in Lancaster. And if you're not familiar with it, they started fairly recently, right? Yeah, it feels like forever ago to us um, just because things change so often. But it started when I was still a college student, actually, at, at Franklin and Marshall in 2014. We're coming up January uh, will be nine years. Wow. Yeah. So tell us how you got involved with the idea to start Benchmark. And uh, so I didn't realize you were in college at the time. So tell us that whole inspiration for the program. Well, thanks for asking. It's It's been an interesting ride. I mean, I didn't have any business training. So everything that's come from the growth and development has, you know, has become, has been because I've learned on the fly or I've been to events like the pitch where I've gotten this business training because the heart of benchmark is much simpler. It's just that I loved fitness growing up and I believed that it could be a tool for others just to, again, get out energy, to get some little wins in life, to learn that foundational skill of like hard work. And the beauty of the gym is that in so many parts of our lives, we can put in 100% effort. And unfortunately, we're not always guaranteed 100% result, except when it comes to fitness. You know, Generally, if you train hard and you train in an intelligent way, you're going to get that 100% result. And that was such a powerful thing for me. I thought, well, how can't this apply to kids who are struggling, who don't feel like they can get ahead? You know, What if we just introduced this concept of the gym and they use that as a tool to prove to themselves that they can mm-hmm. do stuff? You know, that's that's the heart of benchmark. And what were you studying at FNM at the time? It's a good question. So I studied abroad my junior year, and I studied Spanish and public health. And it was just this great, wonderful, immersive experience in Chile and South America. And I came back to FNM and thought, I need that community engagement. So it just occurred to me that while I enjoy weightlifting, maybe I can help some kids 
um, who are in that kind of high school age group. I reached out to someone at Saka who was one of their directors, and she connected me with a couple kids, and one of those kids happened to be on juvenile probation. So we just got to working out together in the gym, and I would hear things like, well, I wish I could talk to someone else about this. I wish my probation officer understood this or my therapist understood this. And that was kind of a seed for me, this realization that, wow, we're, you know, we're having dialogue here that's not happening elsewhere. And so it would be good for us to develop this further and see if we can get that same effect for other kids. Um, what happened naturally, we always say like, kids vote with their feet. Um, those original kids brought their friends and word started to get around. Word specifically got back to the probation officers that, well, I'm going to this thing called Benchmark Program at the Y. We started as a, a little site at the Y. And so I started getting calls like, who are you? What are you doing? And, uh, you know, it was interesting enough to me and I was having enough fun. I thought, I think I'm just going to try and, you know, launch this thing after college. So, uh, you know, really was very small. I worked a couple other jobs and did benchmark on the side. But because numbers have grown, we've just developed the program, you know, further over these past couple of years. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've heard, I don't know, have the research with me to back it up, but I've heard people say like, especially with kids too, if you want to get them engaged and, and talking, you need to have them like doing something like when you're playing a sport together or rather, as opposed to just sitting maybe in your counselor's office in a more um, formal setting, you yeah. know, when you're working out, you can tap into a different aspect yeah. than you wouldn't be able to normally. That's spot on. I mean, for all of us who are parents, we know that the best conversations are when we're driving. Right. When you're not, you don't have to look directly at someone and you don't feel like you're on the spotlight, that's what the gym is. Right. And so we do, fitness is the core of what we do, but in actuality, we're helping with all sorts of challenges in life. Um, a lot of that's academic, a lot of that's getting through challenges with probation, or if kids are involved with children and youth, you know, we support them. And, and now we have caseworkers on staff who are masters in social work, licensed social workers. That helps us enhance our services, but we're... We're kind of rallying against this idea that, you know, we should be able to fix kids' lives in three to six months. If we fund a program that's evidence-based and runs for that amount of time, that will be the pivotal change that gets this kid on the right track. I can probably count on one hand how often that is true. And, and we should know that because everything in our lives tells us it takes time. It's a progressive movement, and you have to have people with you for the long run. So that's what Benchmark rallies against today. Um, we have programs that are six months, but we're trying to build those programs into a continuum of care. So a kid might make a mistake and get in trouble and end up in the detention center here in Lancaster. Well, guess what? They get introduced to Benchmark in there. We go in every Tuesday. That's our programming. And they get out on probation. Guess what? Benchmark has a program that works with probation. They complete probation, guess what? They can come to our evening open gym program. Some of them then get employed at Benchmark. They're in our student leadership program. Then they get a part-time and a full-time job with us. Yeah. I mean, that's the line. That's, that's the I, continuum. That's the continuum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what makes Benchmark special. Yeah. And that's a challenge. That That's what makes us special, and that's our biggest challenge, getting people to see that. Right. And it's also, I would feel like, a safety net for some of the, the kids that are going through that program to know, because they may not have anybody else in their life that is that constant, stable presence. You got it. It's, it. it's why kids come back year after year. It's why kids reach out when there's a bump in the road, even if we haven't seen them in two or three years. The big challenge is how do we measure that? How do you tell someone that if you fund this program today, I'll get back to you in three years 
with some results of how this kid has done. That's the model. That's the mental framework right. that we have to change. Right. And, um, you know, really, ultimately, that's also what keeps us going. Right. Um, we have metrics, but it's those bigger long-term metrics that really get us excited. Well, I'm a nurse, so I know how things have to be yeah, measurable, but some things just aren't measurable. And no. in a qualitative sense, of course. But, um, yeah, you know, I always think about research that I ran across, and I won't be able to reference where it came from, but I just remember how it stuck with me that it said, even in the life of a child who has like a really high ACE score, um, even if they have one person in their life who's like a constant mentor kind of relationship, that that can completely change the trajectory of their life. That always stuck with me about how impactful that is because we were just talking about this, how we as everyday people, you know, we don't realize how we could have a big impact on somebody's life. We tend to think things have to be big and grandiose for, you know, for a big impact to take place. When we look back at our own lives, if we don't have parents, we need somebody else. Benchmark certainly doesn't replace the parenting relationship, but Benchmark will also go pretty far to get you what you need. We don't feel like we're encumbered by all of the red tape. If a kid needs to be driven over there to get whatever that thing is, then we'll do that. If a kid needs to be, you know, has something signed for school, we can support them in getting that. If they need funding for one thing or another, we'll support them in getting that. That's the other thing that makes Benchmark special. It's what parents don't look at you as your as a kid growing up and saying, "Oh, I just that's not within my policy manual." You know, I'm right. sorry, you're gonna, we're going <laughs> to need to find another program for you to get that. Um, when a kid comes to trust you, it's your duty to not let them down. It's your duty to build that out and do what you can for them. That's why sometimes Benchmark struggles with referrals out to other organizations because we refer a kid out to whatever service, you name the service, they come back to us and say, thanks for doing that. I tried it, but why can't you just do that for me? And so we don't want to be a one-stop shop. That, that's, not, that's not Benchmark's goal. It's that because of the relationships that we have in the trust, we feel obligated to do as much as we can in-house, just like a, a parent would do. Um, again, that's, that's another thing that our engine runs hot. You know, there's stuff going on all the time. And that's, that's what makes it really challenging because you can't just draw the line with kids and say, oh, well, this is where our work ends because you can't say that to someone you've built a two, three-year relationship with. Hi, everyone. It's Jen here with a quick reminder to be sure you save the date for the 15th annual Gifts That Give Hope gift fair taking place on Sunday, December 11th, 2022 from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Farm and Home Center. Come join us for shopping, food trucks, children's authors, holiday merriment, and meaningful gift giving. It's a wonderful way to spread holiday cheer and your support benefits the people of Lancaster and the organizations that make our county the special place we know. You can find more information and links to the gift fair in the show notes for this podcast, as well as our website, giftsthatgivehope.org. Thank you for your support, and now let's rejoin the conversation. How did you get interested in fitness? Has that been something with you as young as a young child? or? That's a good question. I, when we say fitness at Benchmark, it's really powerlifting and boxing. Okay. Powerlifting has these three simple movements, which to me is... They're just the foundational things. It's the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. And they, you can get really good at them and you can see a lot of improvement very quickly. That for me as a young man, specifically someone who grew up not feeling you know, great about um, my strength, 
it was so powerful for me to realize if I just get really good at these three things, I can transform the way I feel about myself. Uh, boxing also is the portal to benchmark program for so many kids, specifically young men. They feel like they can come in and they see boxing. They're like, okay, I'm supposed to be good at that. Like I can be, you know, I can get good at that. I'll be the tough guy. Now the boxing coaches at Benchmark are wonderful. They know how to kind of take that energy and work it into something that's workable. Um, and kids do become great boxers at Benchmark, but a lot of times they transition into weightlifting then and we get time with them to build that. But for me, it was just, a, it was a tool again to realize that, all right, I'm at college, I'm busting my butt. I think I've studied as much as I could. I might not get the grade I want. But if I go to the gym and bust my butt, I'm going to get the result I want. That was, it's just been that mental framework that's mm -hmm. been so powerful. Right. That I think is powerful for the kids too. Right. And it, on a physical and mental level, the, yeah. the, amount, the exercise impacts yeah. all parts of your body. Yeah. And I just think, again, that it's the, it's the way that we all treat the gym. Mm -hmm. We go to the gym because it's a spot we know we should go. We know there's good stuff going on there. <laughs> and most of us just kind of, yeah. It's, <laughs> But some you yeah. have some kind of fitness thing right, that you right. do with regularity, um, and I want that to be the background in kids' lives that they just know. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll go back there. I might not go every day, but when I go there, I'm going to see the same people. I'm going to get the same kind of treatment, and and that's what keeps kids coming back. So I was referencing the gifts um, that Benchmark has had as part of uh, part of the alternative gift fair, and I love how it's. Um, you can get a gift to support the work that Benchmark is doing, and that's what we're trying to get across with the gift fair. And um, one of the gifts is a goal-setting session between a Benchmark student and a mentor. And I, I just love the part that you referenced, that you have that mentorship part of it. And it's not just not just coming to work out, which of course has its own amazing impacts in and of itself, but that mentorship carries that student a long way. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I'll tell you the story that just happened last night. You know, we have kids who come into the gym and don't even know they're expressing leadership, but you know, we can see it. So I had a family come in last night and I was giving them the tour of the gym, which because it's so small, it's like a two minute tour. <laughs> and I invited the boxing coach over to meet these new students because I knew the students would be interested in boxing. And over walked this young man named Josh, who has been coming to the gym for about two weeks now. I can't even remember how he found his way there, maybe through a friend, maybe through a referral. But Josh just kind of stood there while the boxing coach was talking to the new students. And I was observing Josh thinking, you know, he stopped his workout to come and listen. And then when the boxing coach took the new two new students over uh, to start the boxing workout, Josh stepped in and put his hand out and said, I'm Josh, welcome to this part of the gym. I've never seen him do anything like that. I don't know what made him feel like he could do that, but he took ownership of the space and he did a great job and he welcomed these kids because it wasn't just adults saying, let's go and do this thing, it'll be great. It was another kid saying, I want you to do this. So now today, if Josh comes down or tomorrow when I see him, I'm gonna reach out to him and say, hey, that was incredible. What you just did was, was leadership qualities through and through. So here's what I want to do with you. I want you to come on Wednesday to our student leadership program and I'm gonna pair you up with a mentor. And what we're going to do is we're going to work through some goals for you because what I see in you requires development. What I see in you is going to be big. That's the kind of thing that a contribution through the gift fair would do for Benchmark. Those conversations are critical. The gym is really just the stepping off point into those discussions. So that's what it means when you say you're going to set up a mentoring, you're going to set up a goal setting session because kids express leadership like that and we have to jump on it right away. 
and make them feel like, okay, this is special, this is workable, this is achievable. So that's kind of like Josh will be a recipient of a goal setting session where now, you know, it'll start with coming on Wednesdays, but then it'll say, all right, how many days can you go to school this week? Straight away. You know, how can we write your resume to get you a job? Um, how can we improve your leadership here? Like you like boxing. Um, is there a path for you to get on our part-time employment roster? That kind of thing. So yeah, that's, you know, that stuff happens every day. And where is, is the gym still at the Y where you work out? So we started at the Y 2014. We were there for a couple months. We got a month to month lease over on West James street in a basement. And it was, it was nearly uninhabitable. It was a very dark and dusty basement. So then we moved to East Liberty street where we are now. Um, we signed that lease in October of 2015 and have grown there ever since. And now the big exciting news is that we're moving down to South Prince street. So through a really wonderful connection to this Diamond Foundation, we're moving into their property at the intersection of Prince and Vine, just okay. one block past the intersection of uh, King and Prince where Champs Barber oh, School is. Yes, okay. Yeah, okay. you'd proceed through that light, you'd get to the next light and look to the right, our building is just oh, set back to the room. that's great. Yeah, so great. What, that will, what that will do for us is open the doors to all kinds of programming that we just can't do in the gym. We don't even have a classroom. So all of our lessons take place by clearing gym equipment out and gathering chairs. So we'll have classrooms, we'll have gym space, we'll have bathrooms, a lounge area. I mean, we think about all the kids that come to Benchmark because they just like to listen to the music and hang with their friends. So we'll have space for that. And then what I'm really, really excited about is the whole second floor of that property, which is about 2,000 square feet, is going to be our Women's Strength Center. So a space where young women can come, they can own it, they can feel comfortable, they don't have boys running around them. It's just, it's the space that we've always needed, but we haven't, you know, we haven't been able to create that in our current gym. So we're duplicating everything that we do with young men. We're going to do all that with young women too. And our staff team's starting to reflect that. You know, we have more women on the staff team than we've ever had before. Um, actually, our director of operations and our caseworker, our case manager are both women, and they're going to pilot and lead that, that part of the program. That's great. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about yeah. that. It's a big jump, but it's the kind of challenge we're ready for. And when are you moving in there? We'll move in there in November. Everyone knows okay. these construction things, but yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll be in before the new year. And uh, you know, then we have other programming that we want to tackle too. You know, we have to build out. We have to be a resource to kids in more parts of their lives. And one big part is when you're in school. Right now, we don't have any programming for you during the school day. But what if we could do something with suspension? What if we could be a suspension alternative program so that kids who are and we all know you know suspension is is labeled as the entry point of the school to prison pipeline so what if we can provide an alternative where kids would be suspended and come to us and then we'd help them reintegrate into the school that's the kind of stuff that we can't do right now but we're going to be able to do yeah. in our new building yeah yeah think about the impact that that yeah. could have that's a real you know that's not just work that's done after something bad has happened that's preventative work right and with your background in public health, that's exactly what you're hoping to do. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I think, I think this is public health. It is public health. You know, this it is, is this is what it means. It's um, a different take than what I learned about in college, but I think it's public health. It is because you're taking a concept, and what you are doing is preventing. You're ideally preventing, you know, further problems down the road, but you're looking at, you know, like even if you, you know, you can see that if. Suspension is the pipeline to prison. You're taking a step to hopefully mitigate that and yeah. keep that from happening. Yeah. 
I think someday in the future, you know, once Benchmark builds out some, maybe some school-based programming, some programming that works with kids who are, you know, really in trouble, then some evening programming. Another thing that's on our radar way down the line would be to provide some form of housing. We know that temporary homelessness, when uh, a young adult gets kicked out of their house for a couple of days, is also a stepping stone into a, a very slippery slope. And that happens often, especially when you grow up and your parents say, all right, you're almost 18 or you are 18, get out. You know, that puts you in all kinds of risky places that I think someday we might have a, a solution for that. Uh, not yet, but down the line, that's, you know, that's the, you know, the potential that I think Benchmark has. Hi, friends. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I want to take this opportunity to make a quick plug for the 15th annual Gifts That Give Hope Gift Fair in Lancaster, Sunday, December 11th, 2022, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Farm and Home Center. Now more than ever, your support is needed to help our local businesses thrive and empower the people that need it most right here in Lancaster. You can find more information and links to participating vendors in the show notes for this podcast and our website, giftsthatgivehope.org. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for news and more information. See you at the fair. Since 2014, Benchmark's impact continues to expand, and Will sees it come full circle when students in the Leadership Development Program transform from students into Benchmark mentors and employees themselves. Many of the young people that we bring into the student leadership program and then they work part-time and then go to full-time, we're actually seeing, and you know, some of this is a little sad for us, we're seeing them get picked by the school district because okay. they are wonderful paraeducators, behavioral specialists in the school. Mm-hmm. And how neat is it to see that these kids can go from being sent to us because of those behavioral issues to coming to work for us to going back into the school and actually being a resource. So it's good for us because that's the path we want to see kids go on. We also then get referrals from right. those previous team members. But I just think, what a cool full circle moment. How transformational. Yeah, to see them back in the schools where they used to you know, used to attend. And truth be told, kids listen to them yep. more than anybody else because they're trusted. They have that, you know, they have the credit because they have lived, ex- lived experiences. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so amazing when you can give someone an opportunity to show their gifts and another side. I mean, we all have the capacity to be good or bad, depending on what life circumstances have given us. And I think like those transformational stories show that people have the capacity to make good choices. And uh, it's just so powerful to see that. Yeah. So if listeners are listening in right now and want to get involved with Benchmark in any capacity. You know, if we have people that are big weightlifting enthusiasts here listening in, how can they help your your cause? I'm glad you asked, Jen. It, you have to come see the gym. I You reach out. You can reach out via Facebook. My phone number is on the Google. Like if you look us up on Google Maps, my phone number pops up. My email is just willkiefer at benchmarkprogram.org. You have to come see it. I welcome people. I'll talk to anybody about it on the phone or via Zoom. But until you stand in the gym one night and watch the kids and the mentors do their thing or come to one of our leadership sessions 
or observe one of our lessons with our kids who are on probation, you're not really going to get the full sense of who we are. And I love for people to see that. I always tell people that one of the misconceptions I had growing up is I thought to volunteer, I had to either serve food or to sort clothing in a clothing bank. And it was just a very narrow way of looking at the world until I got a letter from Water Street Health Clinic back in 2005, I think it was, asking um, all, all RNs in the area to consider volunteering there. And I thought, oh, I didn't know they had a, a clinic there. So um, that really opened my eyes to realize that Whatever it is that we are do, do, whether it's our profession or something we maybe just do as a volunteer or our side hobby, we can find a way to plug that back into investing in the lives of a young child or you know however however it comes across our path. But I think if we're in tune to those opportunities as they come by, you know that can really um, make such a big impact. Yeah, and that's. I mean, you don't have to have any special training to come and be a mentor benchmark program. I had no special training in how to do any of this stuff. And, you know, I, I love doing what I do. And I think many kids respond well to that. So outside of the regular background checks, people just have to come down and realize, oh my gosh, I can be impactful here. There's so much opportunity. And, you know, you don't know it till you walk in the door. Right, right. Well, I'm really excited that I got to hear more about benchmark. I've known about what you do through the gift fair and reading about you, but I'll have to come down to the, the gym sometime. And I would encourage listeners to make sure you go and visit Will. He's at the gift fair each year. So, and you can support Benchmark through, through the gift fair. And I would also encourage listeners to go check out our website because we are offering year-round gifts. So you, you don't have to wait till the gift fair to, to make those purchases. And we're trying to promote charitable giving year-round. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for the opportunity to be a part of the gift fair and for all the listeners who heard a little bit of our story today. That's all for this episode of the Gifts That Give Hope podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can come meet and support all the guests on this podcast at this year's Gifts That Give Hope event taking place on Sunday, December 11th, 2022, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Farm and Home Center. You can find more information and a complete list of charitable organizations, marketplace vendors, and food trucks participating this year at our Facebook page, Gifts That Give Hope Lancaster, on Instagram at Gifts That Give Hope Lancaster, and at our website, giftsthatgivehope.org. Thanks to Mark Mara for our theme music. The Gifts That Give Hope podcast is produced at So Good Media in Lancaster. Be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to get a new episode of Gifts That Give Hope each week. Thanks again and see you at the gift fair.